Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. wondering whether the President of the United States slips a little Chicago disc into uh, the CD player in the Beast. That's what they call the presidential limousine, don't they? The Beast? This thing is, uh, I don't know, it could fight a war by itself, from what we understand. But he's from Chicago, so he must play a little 25 or 64 periodically. I would hope. All right, so the question is, does Donald Trump deserve to be President of the United States? Does Donald Trump, let me try to separate the words so it doesn't all come out like one word. Does Donald Trump deserve to be president of the United States? Or does Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, deserve to be president of the United States? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. And on the line to get us started is uh, Toronto City Councillor Doug Ford. Mr. Ford, how are you, sir? I'm doing great today, Roy. Love listening to you and uh, great topic. Well, thank you for listening, Doug. I know you listen quite regularly, and I appreciate that. And uh, congratulations on continuing the the Ford presence at City Hall. Yeah, no, that's great. Michael did really well, and uh, he's going to continue making sure he holds uh, all these politicians to account. That's right. You've got to bring matches and hold their feet to the fire. And they don't, I'll tell you one thing. They don't like it, Roy. They don't like it in the U.S., and they don't like it here in Canada at all three levels, all three parties. And, you know, that, that's what Donald Trump's doing. He's the anti-establishment, anti-Washington, and it's, it's no more backroom deals, pork barrel funding, that uh, not only down in the U.S., but we see it here in uh, Canada as well. So I called it uh, right from the beginning when he was in the nomination with, I think, 12 or 13 other candidates. I, I, could, I could feel the pulse. We have a facility in Chicago and New Jersey, and uh, I go down there frequently, and I could feel the pulse of the people down there. They were frustrated uh, with the, the, you know, the typical uh, uh, government that's been in power for, for years. And that doesn't matter if it's the Republicans under the Bush or, or the Clintons. Uh, you, you see this going right across the world, no matter if it's the, the vote in UK, if it was... Doug, uh, Doug, Doug I've, been yeah. saying, I've been saying for a couple of years now, the populist movement is, it's not on its way. It's here. And you saw it in Brexit. But when you look at, when you look at Donald Trump, and you see what he's what he's done since he's become the official nominee for the party. This is not the best metaphor in the world concerning Dominic use Donald Trump. But doesn't he have a, a habit of setting his own hair on fire? You know, he, he does. He's not uh, a polished uh, politician. Uh, a lot of uh, what he says is uh, tongue-in-cheek. But uh, I still trust Donald Trump with my tax dollars in the U.S. than I would Hillary Clinton. So 100%. 
you you have business investment in the United States. You're more comfortable with your investment in the U.S. under the presidency of Donald Trump than under the stewardship of Hillary Clinton. There's no doubt. And, uh, you know, anyone who wants to give Hillary Clinton their money to invest or give it to Donald Trump, I'll give it to Donald Trump any day. Doug- and he doesn't have to be doing this. He's, he's a populist. There's a populist movement. And uh, he's, he's going to win this at the end of the day. Right. He doesn't have to do it. He's at least the minimum he's got, according to Forbes, I think, is $4 billion. And he says it's more than $10 billion. Whatever. He's got his, his private airplane is a, is a Boeing 757. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Doug, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Roy. All the best. Roy Green Show Chorus Radio Network. Wherever you are, 888 Say it more slowly, Roy. Triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Just because I know the numbers doesn't mean everybody else does. Oh, Allison Azer is going to be with us for a few minutes just at the end of this hour. I just caught up with her. Uh, she just landed in Halifax and we got her as she was coming off the plane. She's going to talk to us for you for a few minutes. Daniel in Athabasca, Alberta. It's been kind of crappy weather, hasn't it, Daniel? Well, not for Athabasca. A lot of other areas have been getting bad, but uh, my particular area of Alberta actually really hasn't gotten that much. We've kind of been dodging the hail of bullets, so to speak. Oh, you know, the bullets of hail. <laughs> yeah, that's another metaphor. Well, it depends on how you spell that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Daniel, you know, who, des- who, deserves to, who deserves to sit in the office, the Oval Office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? Well, I can't say I like either one all that much, but if I had to choose, if it came down to me, I would probably choose Hillary Clinton. And I know she's got, like, honesty and all that, but I think she's much more of a calculating chess player, not as prone to brash, brash actions as Donald Trump. And, like, uh, sometimes you need a cold, calculating tactician in the big chair, and I just see that more in Hillary Clinton than I do Trump. Uh, she cold, just, uh, calculating tactician or a cold, calculating liar? Because she's still telling the same lie over and over. She told it last Sunday on Fox Television with the what's his name, and yeah, then she defended Donald it. Trump has also told his fair share of lies too. Like Donald Trump no. claimed to be the most honest person walking the planet. Like uh, that's not a card he can play too. Like I said, I don't like either one all yeah, that much. It's kind of tough. But if I had to choose, I would choose Hillary. Kind of tough though, isn't it? When you, yeah. if, you're, if you're going to have to vote, I think a lot of Americans are going to go in into vote. And I think they're going to hold their noses, and they're going to be so anti-establishment, they'll say to hell with it, and they'll yeah, tick Trump. Yeah, like like Bernie was true. Like, I can see why people are angry with Hillary Clinton, because, like, the Democratic Party was conspiring with her against Bernie. And, and Bernie Sanders right. is kind of like the same kind of Daniel. Trump, just a different spectrum. He's Daniel. anti-establishment, just on the left. So Buddy, there really I... is an anti-establishment movement out there, and hopefully the mainstream politicians take notice and start changing their ways. Yeah. Buddy, I, I talked to some people I know in Vermont. Because I lived in Quebec, just north of the Vermont border. I used to go over to Vermont a couple of times a week just so I could speak English, you know, without having somebody glare at me. So I went across the border just so I could speak English. Uh, Anyway, I talked to a couple of people who are Bernie Sanders supporters in Burlington, Vermont. And you know what they told me? They're voting for Donald Trump. And they're voting for Donald Trump because Bernie got screwed by the Democrats. I'm, I'm quoting them. Yeah, I can't say I blame them for doing it. Like, I wouldn't do it myself, but I can't say I blame them for being ticked off, because, like, uh, Edward Stone, I guess the Russians gave him the email. I mean, no, Julian Assange, yeah. They gave you Julian Assange, WikiLeaks, but, yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. been proven that the Democrats were conspiring against Bernie, the yeah. establishment Democrats, so I can understand the 
Bernie supporters being 88 different kinds of pissed off. 88, 88, 88, what is it? 88, what? I said 88 different kinds of pissed off. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for the call. Professor said 87. Daniel said 88. Donald Trump in the White House or what's it, who deserves to be president of the United States of the two of them? Donald John Trump or Hillary Rodham Clinton? I just have this uneasy feeling about Bill being back in the White House, you know? I don't know why. And and Hillary has not done a particularly good job. Didn't do a good job of defending the women. Bill was uh, extramaritally involved with in the Oval Office. Extramaritally involved. I like that. I will, I'll, I'll remember that. Extramaritally involved with. Dan is in Toronto. Dan's been, Dan's been, you called a long time ago, Dan. Yeah, I've been holding, Roy, and I called you weeks ago. Anyhow, I just want to say Trump in a landslide. Uh, I've talked to people, friends I know in Virginia, in Florida. They say their friends and people they know are voting for him. They've had enough. They want to send a message, even if they don't agree with everything he says. And if Donald Trump doesn't get in, Roy, I think the United States will turn into a cultural Marxist cesspool. Uh, Economically, economically it will go down the tubes, which will affect uh, Canada, and it just—I don't know if you've had any—you you always have experts on, but it'd be nice if you do a segment once on pathological liars. And I don't know if you've had any psychiatrists examine Hillary Clinton and and how she can say. Well, it's I'll, just, do it's not a, I'll do that. I'll do that. I've no, no, never Dan, seen anything like it. Amigo, I'll do it for you. I will do a okay. show. Some people say when you turn on talk radio, you're talk right away. You're talking to pathological liars. Well, I'm not. I don't got anything to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> not you, me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not a politician. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Okay. I get, I get it, Roy. You're pretty right. honest. You're pretty. I am. Honest. I try. Well, I try to be. But I hope he wins in a landslide. Um, that's and just. I, you know what? That's the most dishonest, bloody statement you could make. No, you just that's said, the no, truth. Hold on, hold on. You just said you're a pretty honest guy. You're honest guy, and I said I try to be. What a crappy statement that is. Okay. I need to I'm wash sp- my own mouth out with somebody else's soap. <laughs> I'm spinning it, Roy. I'm spinning it. Thank you, buddy. Parsing words like Hillary, parsing words. Thanks, buddy. Um, but seriously, uh, I, on, mm. I think he's going to win. The silent majority Dan. is taking the country back, Russ. Dan, now you're trying to be a talk show host. you got to let me let you go now. No, I, I couldn't make as much money as you do. Oh, come on, 11 bucks an hour? <laughs> okay, that's too much, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, my friend. Have a good day. $11 an hour. All righty, what are we doing? We're going to keep going here because we'll go until I want to stop because it says Roy Green Show on the door. And then when I stop, we're going to go to, we're going to talk to, uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Allison Azar. What did he say? 88 different ways of lying? All right. Al is in Barrie, Ontario. Al, that was a pretty crappy statement I made. I always try to, you don't always try to tell the truth. You tell it or you don't. Of course, of course, you tell the truth all the time. Roy. But at least you know, I caught myself. You're one of the few truth tellers out there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I mean, no, we appreciate your show. We love it. Thank the you, sir. The only thing I, I would like that. to say, sir, is um, I can't imagine anyone aware of the issues going on in the United States of America, the huge debt, all the rest of it, terrorism, even thinking of voting for more 
more Barack Obama. He's been a horror movie. So is Hillary Clinton. Let's get Donald Trump on there on the issues. He's telling the truth for the most part. Let's give the guy a go. I think he's. So here's the question. Yes, sir. Well, hang on a second, Al. First of all, uh, when I hear the name Clinton, I worry right away. But that aside, Mm -hmm. um, when people say what we've just been hearing that, you know, you talk to your friends in the U.S., I said I talked to Bernie Sanders supporters in Burlington, Vermont. Right. Other people say they talk to people in in Virginia. Doug Ford talking to people in Chicago. Mm. Is it a bunch of white guys talking to a bunch of white guys? Because if that's all that's happening, and it's a bunch of white guys saying that Donald Trump's going to win, that ain't going to do it. Well, I, I, that, that, that is a scary thing, too, uh, Roy. However, I was on... What I'm trying to say is, yeah. what I'm trying to say is, one of the factors to consider here is the United States is a very divided country now, and that's a very frightening thing. And if it's going to be an election that's going to be one on racial or ethnic lines, all that will do. And maybe that's inevitable because there are those divisions. Maybe that is a whatever happens. Maybe it's going to be unless there's a firm hand and there's and there's real understanding and real dialogue. Maybe the United States is going to be in for some upheaval. Absolutely, and and Barack Obama, indirectly or directly, has created a lot of this racial divide by using these clowns like Al Sharpton, for God's sake. Why would you use a man like that? He's a, I don't know. He's a divider. He wants fights. He stirs the pot. Well, there are some people who've been around too long. Correct. Al Sharpton's one of them. Jesse Jackson's another hanger-on. They ought to. Correct. It's time Correct. for him to go. No more. There's right. nothing relevant being said from Jesse. I don't even know what Jesse Jackson says when he's talking. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like, it's just like he t- takes a million words and throws them at the wall. And you're supposed to figure out what he said. I mean, it's just even a dialogue anymore. So I'm now that I've got myself into all the trouble I possibly can, Al, thank you very much for the call. We shall continue here for a few minutes longer. Uh, who, who is... Who is... Who has... I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the question is anymore. Steve in Toronto on a lousy phone line. Who's earned the right to be president of the United States of the two of them that you have to choose from? Well, there's also the, the Libertarians and the Green Party. So what do you say, Steve? I would say Hillary Clinton. But the reason I called is to respond to Doug Ford and say that uh, Donald Trump doesn't have the likability that his brother had. And that's reflected in the numbers that Trump is getting with non-white voters where Rob Ford had a lot of people who didn't agree with what he said, but they liked him and voted for him. And Donald Trump has a lot of people who don't like him, but like what he says. And that, I don't think, is going to be enough for him to win the White House. And you know what? Donald Trump had the opportunity. It was right there on the table waiting for him to attract people who would otherwise not be Republican. But his message has been so... I said he set his own hair on fire. Not the best metaphor for Trump, but he's done that, and I think he's taken. I think he's thrown his his own. I think he's thrown many opportunities away. I think you know Rob Ford often got criticized for having a silver spoon, but you know I, I think the the common touch that Rob Ford and you know his brother to a certain extent have is what's sorely lacking in Donald Trump and the people who are fervently, you know, supporters of his are. These, you know, ultra zealot right wing nationalists Whoa. that everyone else is sort of soft support. What about it just people. being hold on, how about it just being an out of work factory worker in Pennsylvania? 
Yeah, I don't. I think that would be classified as his soft support. I think that's the type of support that he's alienating with his hair on fire antics. So if you're, go, if you're going into the voting booth, Steve, yeah. on November the 8th, you know you're voting Hillary Clinton. Are you voting Hillary Clinton and saying, oh, my God, what a lousy choice, but my only choice? Not at all. I'm voting Hillary Clinton because Barack Obama has had steady, stable leadership for eight years, really? and that's what Hillary Clinton can provide. Okay, thank you for the call. I'm Steady, stable leadership from Barack Obama? No, I don't think so. The Great Divider. Uh, I'm going to take one more call here real quick, and then we're going to move on and talk to Allison as we have about 45 seconds. Here's Amber. Hi, Amber. Good, good day, uh, Roy. All I wanted to say is um, every June I have the opportunity to go to Las Vegas, and I play poker, and so that's a very social game. And I would say that 95% of the people that I spoke to for five days at a poker table, of those people, the majority were Americans, uh, 95% of them were voting for Trump. Are they saying it quietly or are they saying it openly? Oh, no. As a matter of fact, um, I asked, as the, as the Canadian at the table, I asked sort of the, polled the, the group, and right. um, there was one, one young guy who had the um, gumption to say that he was voting for okay. Trump. And, um, Thank you, know. you, Amber. I appreciate the call. I got to go. Uh, we're going to go. We have to go. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Allison Azar very briefly. She'll join us. Stay with us.